0: Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team, cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hi everyone,
1: welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 11, season 24. Yes, you heard me right, episode 11. We have gone past a magical number of 10. Um, we've done it before, and um, we probably won't do it again, I can pretty much assure you of that. Uh, but more of that later on anyway. But, um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're back to the acoustic set. It's me and Ryan Champion. Hello, Ryan Champion. Oh,
2: you didn't warn me about what? Um, instrument I need?
1: So many jokes. Um, and we'll just leave it there. People can... We'll just leave that one hanging. We'll Shall I just say out. hello instead, then? Yeah, please do. Please do, because you could just get right. awkward. Hello. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to episode 11. I know, it's weird. It's weird. I got giddy. I wrote it on my pad and went, that just doesn't look right, because I'm so used to being in 10 episodes. But uh, we're, we're breaking the rules. One, we're breaking the rules because of you. Partly your fault. Because... We're going to do stuff on the me. RAC, which we're going to also talk about the Key the Quiz, which we kind of flirted with the idea last week. Um, obviously, it's Monza this week, which we're going to talk about very, very shortly. Um, so, yeah, so we've decided to run through to um, pretty much just after. Um, the RAC, and then we'll have a short break, and then we're going to come back in the Maestro handbrake competition for our Christmas quiz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you know? Just as we were about to start recording,
1: I heard a fire up in the background. Oh do you know what? That should have been that should have been the bed rather than our usual usual intro music. We should have had the Maestro fire it up.
2: I well, we going to ask Kielder if we can swap the uh, Integrale for the Maestro. It's yeah. not quite such a
1: recognisable sound, I don't think. It would have been mega. they name this rally car. That's what we should have done for the quiz. Hey, that that, that could have been tough, that one. It could have been very, very. Unless, if you listen really, really carefully, it's still got the computer voice about please fasten your seatbelt. That was only a 1600. This is a two litre. <sighs> wow. The irony is, if anything, you should have had the seatbelt more on the quicker one. Than the slower one surely well true yeah, or, or yeah just, good point well made just, just clutching at straws there um right anyway listen couple of clutching. things you're clutching you're clutching. used to clutching aren't you yeah i'm used to clutching but can i say it hasn't done me too badly over the last three weeks right good, good.
2: yeah same do you try pulling the handbrake without to see what happened um
1: I can't honestly remember, but it was because you know, there's a couple of things that it's happen. Nice, nice, you know, you know, you think about your driving anyway. I do, I do, but you know what it's like when you heat a battle. But there's a couple of things that do happen. Yes, I did think about it, strangely enough, on a very long straight with a hairpin at the end. And I thought, is this the time to try this?
2: There's, there's nothing worse than when you're on a, on a rally and you actually start questioning what to do next. I know. That's, that's, that's it the does thing. happen.
1: Yeah. It does happen. I think it was. I, I, don't, I don't want to think about this now. Please don't think yeah. about this. Just concentrate. Put it on my head. I think we came out we came out of a corner and Ian called a 270 uh, straight. And I went, and it was a hairpin at the end. And I went, ooh, hairpin. <laughs> it's like, no come on focus 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 don't be thinking about the hairpin don't be thinking about the hairpin but anyway so um, I, I do
2: i can i can clearly still remember going through a stage on rally gb thinking i was hungry
1: yeah i can't do you, know, do you know i think i can't remember what rally it was but i can remember one and it was a ridiculously long straight. it could have been track rod funnily enough and it was something like a six hundred straight or something like that. And genuinely, I started, I started thinking about what we were going to have for tea that night. Anyway, and, so if, yeah, th- if
2: aspiring professional drivers out there,
1: don't follow um, our lead.
2: <laughs> don't listen to this podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use us as a barometer because it will inevitably go wrong for you please 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 don't do that um
2: but but actually do listen because we know lots of people who know the right things and we can point you in the right direction
1: yes it's yeah. just not us yeah well to be fair the, the the amount of people who i'm encountering at the moment who do listen to the podcast who i've never spoke to before is a bit little bit surreal i spoke to a guy in canada the other day unrelated to the podcast and then at the end he went oh by the way i listen to your podcast so yeah there you go so thanks thomas um noted um completely unrelated to rally and we ended up having a very long conversation at the end oh by the way uh, i reached out to you because i listened to the podcast which just really completely and utterly threw me this bloke in ottawa so um yeah anyway anyway we we, we digress we digress actually right you need to remember remind me we have got some emails which we probably should do a little bit later on um post uh a little bit of a monster monster chat one thing i wanted to talk about um i don't know whether you've seen dirtfish over the last 24 hours at all. Um, you know, it's it pretty much a, <clears throat> a recognised um, place for, 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 for news and everything else. But there's a story on there. And uh, let me, let, before I go to the story, I'm going to say, do you think Seb Ogier is a mind games man?
2: Oh, uh, he's definitely mentally strong. So I, I, I
1: it wouldn't surprise me. Okay. Ogier hit by unexpected tiredness on recent rallies, but apparently he's feeling up for Monza. I'm I'm paraphrasing that bit ever so slightly, and I just wonder whether this is that little bit of a nudge, just to say, yeah, I've still been winning, not on top of my game, but I'm I'm up for it on Monza. Is this a little bit of a? Is it a bit of a shot across the bow to Elvin? I don't know.
2: Well, I, I suppose the the other way to look at it is he needs to, he uh, he probably needs to say he's still got the edge because he is a man about to retire, and usually men just before retirement probably aren't seen as in the prime of their careers. So maybe <laughs> he's just trying to say I've still got it.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But it, uh, I suppose I suppose the, the other thing, of course, is that he is retiring, but he's not retiring. And it's a bit like the Loeb thing, isn't it? I was at I was at Monte Carlo the year that Loeb came back. Remember for with, with the crazy livery and stuff with all the facts and figures on and and everybody, you know, including our own Jack Benyon, who who, who 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 called in sick late late today on us, Jack Benyon, tap on the nose for that one. It's okay. We'll let you off this time. Um but um, what was he sick? Was the dog sick? I, who knows? That's, that's, that, to be fair, I'm waiting to see is fit to work, Is return to work, fit note, for when he comes back next week and uh, all will be revealed then. But I was at Monte Carlo, which was, was that 13 or 14? Must have been 13. Sure. Anyway, do you remember the the, the gold livery, Um, DS3 that, that Loeb was in, it had all the facts and figures on? And it was kind yeah. of seen as, you know, th- th- this was, this is it. You know,
2: was that not? Yeah, that was Rally France because I was there. That was Rally France, his retirement rally, wasn't it? When he when he had all that on it.
1: Was it? I thought it was Monty. I must admit.
2: I think that was his retirement livery.
1: Right. Okay. Anyway, bye bye. But we all kind of got we all kind of bought into the fact that you know he was he was sailing off into the sunset, and then obviously was back later on with another manufacturer, and now potentially could be back with M Sport as well on the start <laughs> line for Rally Monte Carlo.
2: Yeah, like eight years later.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, should we really be mourning? Um, you know, perhaps the the loss of Ogier? Um I think it's.
2: And I, well, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's his. Uh, he, he's still at the height of his career, isn't it? Isn't he? I mean, if he came back next year and said, "Right, no, I've changed my mind. I'm, I'm doing the uh, doing the full championship," you'd still put him down as favourite, wouldn't you? So it's not like he's retiring because of any performance related issues.
1: No, no, no. But I I, 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 I suppose and. I don't know whether you listen to it. It's a it was a great pod, by the way, with um, with Julian Grazia with um, with Bex on the WRC podcast. Uh, it was such a such a great, great couple of hours to listen to. Obviously he's bowing out um, you know from, from retirement for, for his career. Um, but um, on this on this one I do find it really, really interesting that uh, you know obviously Seb is coming back, but he's coming back with, you know, a new co-drive and and, and a limited program. So, you know, how much of a difference is that going to be? Uh,
2: I mean, he's still going to be very competitive on those rallies, isn't he? Um, In fact, if... Certainly when it when it when uh, when the season develops and he doesn't have a championship to worry about, he'll be a real factor, won't he? When he, when he can just go and win the rally and we see everybody else going, oh, I'm playing the, a playing the percentage game. When he doesn't have to play the percentage
1: game anymore, he, he
2: might be better than ever.
1: Is that one of those ones, though? With, with, and, and again, I might imagine this. Was Seb one of those people who did complain about people who came back into the championship and took points at me, but...
2: <laughs> He was absolutely one that complained about another Seb.
1: Yeah. So, hmm, interesting. Um, anyway, uh, I suppose, you know, we'll, we'll, the full debrief will be next week. You know, we'll, uh, anybody who listens to this podcast will know everything that's about to happen for for Monza and, um, you know, what's at stake. It is down to Elvin and Scott and obviously Juli- Julian Grazia and, and, and Sebastian Ogier. Um, uh, 17 point lead um, for Seb slightly different set of circumstances, but um it's still what's the best way of putting this? He doesn't make many mistakes, but there's it, it it is a puncture, isn't it? It's a it's a problem or mechanical or whatever it may be. So Elvin's I believe Elvin's probably as mentally tough as as anybody else now in the championship to be honest with you as well.
2: Yeah, there's definitely pressure there. I, I mean, we tend to look at World Championship rallies now as um, not necessarily a, a foregone conclusion, but we forget the unpredictables in rallying. Uh, you know, we get so used to seeing—well, we we don't because we don't rarely, rarely, rarely predict the correct winner. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm saying is, um, you know, we we. Think oh well Oji'll win this one and uh, and Neville'll win this one you know Neville in Ypres, for example um, but a rally is still a moving object it's a moving target it's there's an infinite number of things that can go wrong it's just that today's drivers are incredibly consistent today's cars are very reliable and they rarely you know they rarely go off the road and the cars rarely break but it does happen of course it happens and and inherently. I guess particularly for Sebastian Auger when he he said this is his last effectively his last full tilt at the world championship he wants to win it and yes okay I'm not saying he'll feel the pressure he's been there and done it before Uh, but at least this time around Elvin really has no pressure because Auger is expected to to win the title so really Elvin goes in it without any pressure on his shoulders Uh, the pressure is on Auger but he has been there before and dealt with it seven times so uh, you know, I expect he'll just deal with it again. Do
1: you know what, there was a... There was a and I suppose, listening to the, the the piece, as I say, that the excellent piece that Bex did um, with, with Julian, and I also watched a little bit of a, a montage. I think it was yesterday think, that, that, that the guys at WRC put out as well with regards to when Sebastian Ogier first came into the championship. And um, he was just a machine, and he's still a machine, and you just... How meticulous does it does it? There's a great story, and I don't mean to pinch this from you, back because I know you listen sometimes. And I don't, you know, I, I urge people to go and listen to it directly. But Julian Grassi talks about first going to to meet Sebastian Ogier, Um and they went. He went. He went to Sebastian Auger's house. They had dinner that evening, and he thought they'd go out, you know, into town and do a bit of socialising, and maybe get to know one another. And they went straight out uh, in a car and started making notes that night. That was nice. his mindset. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I've been out with you, Ryan Champion. If I turned up at your house... <laughs> We wouldn't be going out to make notes unless it was making notes, uh, unless, unless it was a Pensy Rickler style one, but God rest him, where you used to go out and make notes with Pensy and the notes always used to end up at the, 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 the the village pub. Yes. On route. Yeah. On route. Yeah. 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 I've still got, I've still got those notes written from the, the airfield through to the pub that you used to take him to on lunch when you were getting tuition from him. So, um, so yeah, but he's just, he's just a machine. He's just a winning machine. And I just wonder. Like you said, um, you know with him coming back and and is this really the end? Is this really the end of a full time program for I'm just not sure you know
2: uh I, I guess it depends where where his career takes him now, doesn't it and and I guess some of it will depend on how well firstly his, his weck test with uh, with Toyota goes and then his potential uh, you know world endurance. Uh, racing goes with Toyota because if he if he proves to be fast in a uh, world endurance car then then that might be him for the next few years so I, I guess it depends where his career takes him you know we look at Loeb and Loeb wanted to to win in world touring cars and. And that was the direction his career went. But then, then the touring car program stopped. So then he came back to rallying. Then he went to Dakar. Then he came back to rallying. And rallying was always the draw. But I guess it depends if we see Ogier with a full time program elsewhere. Then you know we'll probably not see him back in rallying. But if that full time program elsewhere doesn't materialise, you know we may see him around the WRC for a bit longer.
1: Mm, I think so. I think so. Right. Are we going to try and do a top three on this? Uh, okay. We okay, can. Right, okay. I'm going to make a note of it. Ryan Champion.
2: Um,
1: Tony
2: Simpson. Yeah, okay. Go. I'm going Elvin Evans for the win. Uh, he needs to win. He needs to put everything into it. He hasn't really got a lot of pressure there. And yeah, going for an Elvin win. Okay. Uh, I am going with, uh, it'll be a close fight um, with Thierry Neville, I'm putting Thierry Thierry Neville second, but unfortunately I think Auger will do an Auger and get around, make no mistakes and probably end up on the podium in third. So Thierry
1: Neville, Sebastian Auger. Right. Mine is very similar to yours, but I am swapping Tierneyville and Sebastian OJ round. So, We're still
2: going for an Elvin win.
1: I'm going. For, I'm going for an Elvin win because I think uh, he's got no option, as he. You know, that's no, that, that, absolutely, that's it. that's it. You know, then, funny enough, at the end of the podcast, we do a little bit with with Matt Edwards on the British Rally Championship, and which is obviously also finishing this weekend, and he's in a very similar position, and he's he, there's no other, there's no other, there's no other solution. I have to win. And that's it. So, yeah, um, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Um, I just want to tip a hat just very, very quickly, by the way, to, um, there's lots of Brits also doing this event that are not necessarily, um, that's obviously Gus, Gus Greensmith, obviously with, with Jonas Anderson, by the way, alongside him. who's he's, highly experienced. But, um, Elliot Elmerson now, now with Oliver Solberg. Um, Elliot left the seat with Andreas Mickelson, that's now been filled by Phil Hall, who was sat alongside John Armstrong and the juniors. Um, obviously we've got Chris Ingram, who's come, come back in with, um, with TalkSport, with Ross Whitlock alongside him. Frank Bird, and uh, Jack, Ar- uh, Jack Armstrong, I was going to say then, uh, Jack Morton alongside, bless him. Um, also, out on the event, um, wishing them the very, very best of luck. They've, uh, they've, they've, I've put some great images up of them testing and stuff. And a friend of yours, Alan Hallyman, as well. Uh, in a 208 Rally 4 car.
2: Yeah, we're, we're hearing a little bit about Alan this week elsewhere as well, aren't we? We are. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Alan, uh, Alan does a, a lot of events under the radar, should I say. Maybe not always in in headline cars, but uh, Alan's uh, done an awful lot of rallies with, uh, with fantastic
1: experience. So, uh, from a very, very... Um, a very, very British point of view. Good luck to all the guys who we know out there, because of course we we know all these guys as well. But uh, stay safe, everybody. Um, right, a few bits and pieces to to, to tidy up. We, we, when do you want to do the keel? Uh, do you want to do it now? Or do you want to do it? Com- uh, well, if you want to, yeah, okay. okay. If you all want right. to, well, uh, we, we, should, we should. At this point, I, I, if I could be asked, I'd put a drum roll in, but I don't. So. Um, we announced last week that there was some fantastic um, one-off um, flight cases um, to kind. Of, is it? Is it commemorate? Is that the right word? I don't know. A limited edition. A limited, limited edition. Um, yeah. To, yeah. To commemorating. Yeah. Commemorating um, Ryan Champion and Kielder in the Tuttle Porsche doing the Lombard. I know this is Lombard RAC. The RAC rally got that. That was a proper throwback, wasn't it? The RAC rally um, coming up towards the end of this month. And um, we wanted to set a quiz because you know what Kielder quizzes are normally like. To be fair, Einstein would struggle with them. I have never, ever got anywhere close to getting... I I always need the answers, don't I, right? I'm normally the one who's the first person to say, just give me the answers because I can't cope with this. (laughs) Um, So uh, I let... Ryan set it for, um, for this one and, um, Ryan, over to you.
2: Yeah, well, I was trying to come up with a question that was, how do we put it? It was fair to everybody. It doesn't matter about your level of knowledge on the sport. It doesn't matter if you have a passing interest or, or, a, or you're a hardened fan. Uh, I was trying to get a, a question that um, you couldn't research either by uh, just spending hours on the internet and coming up with the definitive answer. So the the question I've come up with, to win a fantastic limited edition uh Total Porsche Kielder flight case. The question is, how many litres of fuel will we use on the Roger Albert
1: Clark rally? Wow. And just to be clear, the Porsche isn't hybrid. It's not hybrid. <laughs> no.
2: Lots. Lots is the unfortunate answer. answer. And and if there's any you know, if there is any last minute fuel sponsors out there who who feel they would they would like to in fact to be honest, if if anybody does contribute towards paying for the fuel it 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 will help get your answer closer
1: (laughs) to correct one. don't think it's a good job we're not under <laughs> any kind of radio guidance because I think you've just probably got into all kinds of trouble with Ofcom oh, right. with that okay. statement but Sorry luckily we're not I you can you right. say what you like no you can say what you like oh, I-, I, I, withdraw my, I withdraw my statement unless anybody wants to pay for the fuel unless anybody <laughs> wants to pay for the fuel absolutely so yeah um, so it will be the answers to a studio at absoluterally.co.uk um, send those in just put the number. Obviously, who you are. We always get our hard and fast um, people who normally uh, send in for the quizzes. Who've done very well out of us uh, over the years. But speaking of um, sending emails in,
2: uh, sorry, I- can I just can I just clarify just before you come? And that's from start to finish. That's not just stages. That's from starting the rally to the end of the rally. How many? How many will we? How many litres will we use? And, and so obviously it gives you to the end of the rally. And how long after? Because people might be listening to the podcast in the Forest right now, Tony. So so when's, when's the deadline for answers?
1: When's the deadline for answers? Mm. When do you think the deadline should be? Surely, unless anybody... Um, do you think it should be before the event starts? Oh. 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 Because technically, we, should, we haven't really thought this through clearly, have we? Um. <laughs> well, but
2: there might be some people listening to... No, I think we should let it run till after the rally because there might be some people who are driving from Kielder yeah. down to Wales, following the rally, and just to break up the boredom, or maybe to add to it, they're listening to the Absolute Rally podcast. Yeah. So let's let it run for, for the course of the uh, the RAC, um, but we need it uh, what within within by what should we say so the podcast that week will announce a winner won't we so day after the rally the day after the rally okay Midnight, which is so finishes finishes on the on the monday so uh um, the 29th it finishes doesn't yeah. it?
1: which is my birthday so, as well just for the record so yeah and has got to be in by the tuesday okay comp finishes okay there you go as, as i say speaking of emails and the rac um a very nice man did stick his head in when I did Moulton the other week um, to, to 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 give his opinion on the whole orange squash debate. Bless his little cot socks. Um, he, he he dropped us an email just to say yes, it was me, and also wanted to know whether we were going to be doing anything on, on the Roger Albert Clark rally. Well, guess what? We are, and there's going to be another session at the moment. Tony Jardine's coming up in very very shortly. But. Um, uh, my last, this is, uh, the, by the way, the gentleman in question is Richard Wise, who will be in, um, what car are you in, Richard? Car 68, Tony Williams and myself, um, more than happy to continue the debate on tea, coffee, squash, or anything else you fancy if you're in the area. Well, thanks. <laughs> if, if, I don't fancy chasing you around, um, Kielder, but, um, Either, either or, um, no problem at all. Thank you for joining the debate on squash and thank you for sending us the email. And yes, and I'll see your question. We're going to be doing lots of RAC stuff as it turns out. Um, so there you go. Um, we've also had another email in, uh, again, and another man, um, of, of the parish, which is, um, I think a man that you know very well. Um, Ryan Champion runs one of those very, very nice Facebook pages. But his email address always throws me because his email address is Dave the Badger. <laughs> uh, just get come up with an idea whilst getting excited for the upcoming RAC, which is obviously a great event. Uh, in the memory of Roger, Roger Clark, um, using cars from the period, etc., etc. Um, basically, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut to the chase of, of the email. Um, it's trying to use WRC cars from the late 90s uh, and early noughties um, and Group A cars from kind of the McRae Burns era. I um, don't think we've got enough money. Um, I don't think anybody in the world's got enough money to run the likes of Ryan's Subaru. On, on a on a five day rally. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or or enough parts.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, it, it, I, it, I have to say, lovely idea. Um, Dave Welford, yeah. sorry,
1: as well by the way. It's Dave Welford, Dave the Badger. Which Dave, you need a better email address. Of P.S.
2: P.S. Dave, hang on, Dave, hang on, Dave. Uh, it does run to FIA historic rules, so you could be out there in your Prodrive Legacy in full Rothmans livery right
1: now. Or a Galant as or, well, because I know somebody did it in a Galant the other year.
2: Yes, although you'll struggle to get a proper Galant, as there's not many in existence still. But uh, but yeah, there's a few legacies around, and, and a, I think one doing the rally, and uh, yeah, Wayne Sissons did it in a in a Galant uh, two years ago.
1: Yeah. And P.S. Maestro challenge for the Absolute Rally presenters. I think that stems from the the debate on on Twitter the other night. I got a what do the about.
2: RSC rally in a Maestro?
1: Oh, how good would um, that be? Oh, can we, Ryan?
2: Can we? <laughs> can, can, can you? The question is can you? Can I? No. <laughs> Where would I find uh, a Maestro? My, my, competi- my competitive career in that car, I, I think, is probably over.
1: Right, okay. Okay.
2: Um, but, you know, yeah, if you want to do it in a Maestro, I, I, I'm not sure that one,
1: because you might. Yeah. Is the a deal anyway. to be done? This, you see, this is happening it, live. We're, we're, di- we're digressing. We are we're digressing massively here. digressing. And we're going down a black hole. Um, right. Um, just before we move away, and I wanted to mention this, sorry, we, we are going in different directions as ever. Just on um, on Monza, I didn't realise, I got right to the end of the entry list, and there's the GR Yaris Cup Ryan Champion. Now, both you and I, and many of our <laughs> friends, it seems, have bought GR Yaris's, and, um, and we've all got one in our garage and they are fantastic pieces of kit. Let's be honest. And everybody's been banging on about, you know, obviously should be some kind of rally involvement. So, you know, obviously because it's a maligated car. That, 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 that. I didn't realise this had happened. Did you? Uh,
2: yes, I, I did know that there was a, a GI Yaris Cup in Italy. Um, yeah, I mean, the the, the the thing is, I guess, with with current FIA Classes is is where does it where does it fit because it like you said it is it will be an homologated car but at the minute there isn't a, a rally two version there isn't a rally three version but uh, in italy under their national rules so a bit like we do in the in the uk they're running a gi yaris cup which i think is pretty much for like a, a proper old school group n uh yaris so it's a, it's a standard car it's it's not modern group n with dog boxes and uh and various uh, upgrade components. It, it is for a standard car. Uh, and it see a good number of them out as well, isn't there? There's a, you know, a dozen or so, maybe even 15 of them, something like that. Uh, yeah. A quick look down the entry. Let's go to the entry. Ten of well, there's ten of them. But, um, yeah, good good, uh, good competition there between the 10 and 11. 11. Um, so, uh, yeah, something we haven't really heard about. But it's gone on all season there. And, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see that spread to uh, other countries because I believe it is supported by... Toyota Italy as well. Um, and, and, you know, it'd be great if I brought it to this country because the more that are built into the rally cars, the fewer there would be on the road and the more hours would be worth.
1: I like what you did there, Ryan Champion. But you're, to be, to be fair though, you're, you're the other end of the spectrum. You see, I, I waited patiently for mine, got mine from Jason Pritchard, the wonderful Toyota dealer, of course, and Booth Wells, who's also doing the RAC rallies, it turns out. Uh, came up again didn't he in the podcast the other week but uh, but you you've got one on order, and you've got one already <laughs> so you know you're just a different level
2: yeah well uh, yes okay I, I did a bit of work uh, on the on the launch of it with uh, with another rally man gethin jones and, and gethin went ahead and ordered one i decided that it didn't quite fit at the time so i didn't then i wanted one couldn't get one managed to find one bought it and, uh, yeah, uh, ordered another one, which is coming end of next year somewhere. So, uh, yeah, running, running
1: this one, then I'll sell that one on and, and, and keep the next one as and when it comes. There you go. And, and, and that's how Ryan Champion rolls. The man from Del Monte in the white race suit. That's how he rolls. Have
2: you got your winter speed lines yet for you?
1: I haven't, um, no. no. I need to. Uh, I know you've made that choice. To be fair, though, mine's mine's about to be tucked up, I think. I think mine's going to go in the workshop. It's, it's it's not,
2: a four-wheel not, drive, turbocharged, rally-inspired road car. Winter is perfect for it.
1: I know, but I'm. I plan on keeping it, so I don't really think I want to, like road salts on it and things like that.
2: It it's got a Toyota warranty,
1: and it's a Toyota. Yeah,
2: it's, it's not it's not an Integrale that you've just bought.
1: Yeah, I know, but even so, I do like the idea of tucking it up for winter. <laughs> Okay. okay, I've got how many? I've, many, how many, I've done a thousand and thirty-two.
2: Okay, done done
1: done some then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've we we we've got that magical five hundred running, haven't you? Which
2: well, I skipped that bit and bought one with six hundred on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there was the magical five hundred, which I, I, I literally went everywhere in it. And it's like literally at the end of the driveway. You see the postman. Um, I'll drive down. That'll get a mile on it. There you go. Um, so yeah. So um, no. It, it's, you've got a mile long drive. No, it's, you've got a mile long no, drive. No, I'm, I'm being facetious. It's about three quarters. No, it's not at all. It's it's. I've got a long drive. That's all I'll say
2: an old an old friend of mine he's been on I think we've had him on a podcast Simon Davison who uh, rally driver gravel motor for Richard Burns etc uh, that's that's how he used to uh, assess the wealth of his um, girlfriend's parents ok how, what, what gear could you get into on their drive that's genius so if, it, if it was fifth gear I mean we only had, we only had five gears then we didn't have six but fifth gear drive that was good that was good absolutely definitely a keeper yeah, yeah. first
1: gear drive mm. <laughs> Let's <laughs> we'll get away from this. This <laughs> is going to go wrong. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I've got any other business. Have you got yours?
2: Um, well, I think I think I've covered most of mine. But I, I, yes, I'll think of something. Well, okay. Sorry.
1: Well, I've got I've got a little one which just just makes me <laughs> before you. Um, so uh, it's Grisdale, um at the end of well, it's the third fourth December. So they run the night stage. Um, And it was one that we looked at doing, Grasdale Stages, which is a fantastic rally, really is a good rally. But um, uh, a couple of people who were helping on it, and um, I just, I I had to look at the entry list for something for somebody, and it just made me giggle. The class system, I don't know whether you've seen this, right? Yes.
2: I I sent it on to you, didn't I? Didn't I send it on to, I sent sent it on to all of you boys a few weeks ago.
1: Okay. Yes. Do you want to explain it, or shall I? Uh, No, you you explain it. (laughs) Right, it's basically, uh, the class system is, um, so if you're in a Whale Rally car, as an example, you're upper class. <laughs> if you're in a Fiesta R2, you're lower middle class. <laughs> uh, if you're in a, a Peugeot 205, you're working class. That's how they've done the class system. <laughs> That's curious. Whoever, whoever in the motor club came up with that, have the rest of the year off because you deserve it. That's genius. I love that. I love that. So that's made me giggle. (laughs) Check that out anyway. Check that out. Right. um, I think we're done. I think we're done for this bit, right? We've got a break to go to and then we're going to come back with Tony Jardine anyway.
2: All right, you don't want any of other business. Then. Have you got one? I, I, fair, no, no. To be honest, I, I haven't. I, uh, I all I was doing was just, uh, we, we've been talking, uh, talking RAC, and I was just, uh, just scanning the entry list just to, to see what else is on there because we, we know there's uh, Mark Two escorts all, all the way through. I mean, I, I haven't counted how many Mark Two escorts are doing the, the Roger Albert Clark, but uh, I did just have a, have a quick look to see, see what, what else is. well it's it's interesting it's ironically it's the last few cars where you get to uh things like an alpha sud and uh a a volvo amazon and uh saab 96s and that kind of thing so if anybody's spectating it they're well worth seeing those cars and actually they run at the front anyway so you get to see them but um I did just want to give a shout out to, and I've lost him here, uh, Bob Bean, who is doing
1: the, wow. uh, the, the he Lotus Roger Cortina.
2: Clark. He is in the Lotus Cortina. Of course he is. And Bob Bean is now 83 years old and doing, doing a huge five day rally. So, uh, fantastic to see, uh, to see Bob Bean out and, uh, and still going strong. And I did, uh, just look back on his EWRC as we tend to do on the, on this this podcast, and and his first uh, rally of Great Britain, international rally of Great Britain, was
1: 1966. So good on him, still going strong. Fair play, that's absolute brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Anyway, right, we're going to go to a little break, and we'll come back um, with Tony Jardine.
0: This is Absolute Rally.
3: Whether it's the pressures of service or an issue out on the stages, it's vital to have the right equipment to hand. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for the world of motorsport and are being used throughout all forms of competition.
0: Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team.
1: Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally as we start getting into kind of RAC fever you know this this is what we all used to get giddy about late November or mid-November we've obviously stopped been talking about it Ryan, now over the last couple of weeks the things we're doing with Keel, they obviously rise out in the Porsche and, uh, and, and and I suppose somebody who was a bit of a stalwart of, of, of Rally GB for, for many many years whether this is a natural progression or not I really don't know but uh, Ryan, we've got Tony, Tony Jardine <laughs> joining us now on the line as well Yeah, Welcome Tony Thank you I mean, great to
2: have you on uh, Absolute Rally and, uh, yeah, to, to chat about all things rally because uh, through your uh, your media career, I'm sure you see see rallying through various eyes as well as a, a, a competitor yourself. But um, let's just go back a bit, though, because people might know you a little bit more for racing than, than rallying. So uh, how did the two mix and, and how did you find yourself competing in rallying?
0: Yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a, a, a mistake, really, because I was always uh, infused with racing, as you say, um, from the early days racing Formula 4 and so on. But I'd, I'd been in 66 in as as a kid, watched uh, Jim Clark in the Lotus Cortina in Nog uh, on RAC Rally. And Graham Hill was in a Mini Cooper S. And I thought, oh, my God, Grand Prix drivers going rallying. And I really took to my rallying then. I watched Vic Elford and David Stone. They are in a Porsche 911. And uh, some lessons may be there for you, Ryan, but we won't go into that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it, it, it went off like that. And um, after teaching around the world, the Middle East, goodness knows what, um, my career in, in Formula One took me from Goodyear all the way through to various teams. And I did a little bit of racing, but I wanted to start rallying. And I, I managed to get some time. And I, I got a group one Avenger and started doing a bit of rallying. And I think as you know, as well as both of you know, um, done the odd rally here and there, but but the big jewels in the crown was always the RAC rally. Uh, I did my first one in 91. I think I've done 25 or 26. I'm either just above Mickler's total or just below or whatever. And it's always been the big rally of, of the year for me. Um, I'd like to do more rallying. I've been doing a lot of racing in the last three years, Porsche, um, Porsche 911 in Morgan V8 this year, and um, semi-lightweight Jaguar e and We won the semi-lightweight class this year in the Jaguar Heritage. So I've been doing a lot of this, uh, being very guilty of doing roundy-roundy, um, but, you know, there's no Wales Rally GB. I could only do Wales Rally GB national in 2019. I uh, got six overall on that one and i thought flipping eight and then up came the roger albert clark and in february i went oh, this is it you know five days you know, all the forests classic forest stages of scotland england and wales are an absolute must and um ryan you know from sitting in the commentary box together at goodwood festival of speed at the rally stage i was getting excited about it then um Just getting an entry was a chore (laughs) nervously over the computer waiting for them to open I rehearsed it about 20 times and then I fluffed it but um, I think there was something like 60 entries in the first 8 minutes you know it was crackers and um here I am um, with an entry, uh, and I'm on the same illustrious list as uh, Ryan Champion.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, uh,
2: like, like you've just touched on you. you I, I mean, you talk about jewels in the crown. You, you've done an, you've done a number of them, like with, with Sweden and uh, Monte Carlo, Donegal up there, of course, as well. The Arctic Rally, did a number of times. Um, yeah you uh but uh, recently it's, it's generally been in more modern cars but of course you're uh, you're quite involved in historic motorsport now as well so so i guess that that links quite nicely into the RAC now
0: yeah it does uh because having sold my company i mean throughout my uh media career um you know with sky and bbc and itv and all that stuff at formula one that was all consuming but uh, my company sold about six years ago, and I worked, we were still working on promoting things like the British Grand Prix and so on. And uh, I got invited to do Le Jog, which, as you know, is, is an endurance version. Uh, that's the dog wanting to join in, don't worry. And um, of, you know, classic car rallying, regularity rallying, and it goes from tip to toe. Uh, of England, uh, all the way through to, to top of Scotland. And it was like three. Nearly four days, but certainly three nights, um, normally endurance, um, regularity rallying, average speed, but they've got these TC sections. And I was going across, uh, it was snow and ice the whole way in 2017. And I was going across the Welsh Hills two o'clock in the morning in, um, a BMW, a rally BMW being chased by a 911 flashing its lights at me. And we were in six, seven inches of snow and would just have an absolute ball. And I got to John O'Groats. Absolutely knackered, but we got ninth overall, got bronze medals, and I understood what the whole classic car rally scheme was about, and just some incredible cars, and, you know, the the group chased me because they asked me to get some publicity on it, and I went on Radio 2 uh, on Drive Time to talk about it, and I wrote six big articles and worked really hard at it, uh, the publicity, and they persuaded me to join them as communications director across Hero ERA. So, you know, they do Peking, Paris, um, Transamerica, I mean, events around the world, as well as the big UK ones. We've just finished the RAC Rally the Tests, where we had something like 76 cars, nine from Germany, eight from Holland. I mean, the Europeans love this regularity rallying stuff as well. And you find people like Paul Dias, who you remember was, you know, Tarmac, British Tarmac rally champion. He loves it, and he's got a, he's got a vintage Bentley that he does um, events in, and he's also got a Volvo Amazon, which is a, a great car for those kind of events. So, yeah, I, I'm involved in it, and, and the company are behind me. In terms of going into into the Roger Albert Clark, and so much so that we've diversified because we've got this carbon offset scheme now, which you're aiming at motorists and you know all the competition crews in racing and in rallying. We're doing it that all our support vehicles, service vehicles, flights that... Um, that Mr. Harriman, Alan Harriman will make over. Every journey is going to be carbon neutral. So the whole team, and we're, we're trying to say to everybody else, you know, this is what we've got to do, and especially when going through our precious forests, if we want to keep doing this, you know, this is a good way with internal combustion engines of um, offsetting our carbon emissions and, and putting back in, you know, what we take out through emissions. So, um Motorsport UK are behind it. Um, Hugh Chambers, the CEO, has given it the big thumbs up. Um, so that's going to be the thrust of my campaign on on Roger Albert Clark.
2: Yeah, and and quite an important point. Obviously, it was one of the things I touched on last week. One of my reasons for wanting to do the RAC rally if you like was um, you know how long are we going to be able to drive through through forests in cars with combustion engines so like you said it's a, it's a good way of, uh, of putting something back already um, but what I, I didn't realize till till I started looking back a little bit of your rallying career you have a little bit of inside knowledge of the Roger Albert Clark you, you actually did it a couple of times uh, when it when it first ran and I must mention Cliffy Simmons here because apparently I didn't mention him last week in the preview for the Roger Albert Clark that he and Ben friend won the historic championship therefore i should have mentioned him but he now owns the score to fabio that you did the roger albert clark
0: in in 2005 (laughs) yeah well that was um they still had the two-wheel drive class i think running at the back or running at the front i can't remember what we did and uh, we managed to borrow that that little group n car from skoda and i did it with morris hamilton uh, and we did it with backing from Radio 5 Live and so on. So, you know, it was it was great fun. I did it two years before that, I think, as well, in the works at I crashed out on the first day. So that wasn't particularly clever. But again, you know, Morris was um, you know, going off maps, and he, he'd never done that before, and he was actually just getting the hang of things. Uh, we got it a little bit wrong, of course. But, um, yeah. That was my experience twice in in the front wheel drive brigade on Roger Albert Clark early days. Now you mentioned Morris there,
2: but anybody who does know a little bit about your rallying career will know that you've had a, a string of celebrity co-drivers. Tell us a little bit about them.
0: Well, the first thing is you is you both know it, it. It's my way to you know securing the sponsorship, so you can actually go rallying. that the penalty is that if you get a a journalist who is not particularly good and doesn't adapt well to all the lessons of being a co-driver come navigator, uh, then you have to, you pay the price. But in a lot of cases, people like Morris Hamilton, uh, you know, from big newspapers and, and radio, um, or, or Amy Williams, for example, as a celebrity, uh, a gold medal winner on, on the tea trays from, from Winter Olympics, was very, very, those are two standout co-drivers, to be honest. And, um you know, there's a succession. I, I actually thought about it a, a few months ago, and I looked at all the newspapers. I've just about had every major newspaper have been involved with a campaign with me, either in the Arctic Rally or, you know, Wales Rally GB or RAC or whatever. I, I had the deputy sports editor uh, of the Sun with me once, and he actually turned out to be pretty good because if they've got enthusiasm and they want to do it, then then it's quite good. Uh, Another guy who I thought was excellent, Des Kelly, the sports editor of The Mirror. And you can now see him on BT Sport. He fronts all their football and does all the interviews and so on. Persuaded him to do it. And in our warm-up event, uh, one of the warm-up events in Belgium, I barrel-rolled him about eight times, and he was actually helicoptered uh, off. You know what the Belgians are like? (laughs) On the safety, they're, they're amazing. Landed very quickly. And when, when the things go in round, you know, like the tumble dryer or whatever, and they all talk about it, but I could see the blue sky, then the brown and the blue, but I could hear the air coming out of his body each time because he didn't know what was going on. And, um, when we finally came to rest the right way up, uh, you know, he was out, he was out for the count looking very great. And literally within four minutes, the safety helicopter landed, which was amazing, uh, and got him off to hospital in the age, um. But I, I called the uh, I called the sports desk and told them what happened, and they went, "Is is he all right?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, no, I think he's he's okay. They've just got him on, you know, observation and everything." Oh, you know, this was all the boys on the desk. We need pictures of him in the hospital. You know, and it was unbelievable. They did this big graphic of the car rolling, but I made sure all the sponsors could still be read as they did the graphic. You know, and we sneaked in because our team manager, a great mate of mine. And Chris Williams, who used to co-drive for Bruno Sabi, um, he's lived in France for years and years and years. So he goes into the back of the hospital, spoke to the nurses, and Des was out on this big black board, all strapped up with his neck all strapped up and everything. And just let the photographer, just let the motor drive go on the camera. You know, and you hear that incredible swear words coming out of Des Kelly. (laughs) Because knew these pictures were going in the paper. And there were the pictures of him laid out, the graphic of the car rolling. And fair play to the guy. You know what? Six weeks later, he got in the car with me um, because I'd written off the Escort Cosworth. I didn't have it insured, so I lost about, I don't know, 35, 40 grand value at the time. And I sold my 911 to buy the Mitsubishi so I could fulfill the sponsorship contract um, for the ROC rally and Ed's got in with me and we had a good finish. So, you know, some of them have been great. Um, some of them have been awful, but I've raised big sponsorship. Uh, I've had ITV people, BBC people, Radio 5, uh, all the newspapers. Um, yeah, it's been a succession of, of journalists. What is great, that the, the Roger Park is having with all due respect to people like Morris, but having a really proper co-driver like Aaron ha- Alan Harriman alongside me. I've wow. done a couple of Irish events with him, and you know, you know his pedigree, uh, not just from his dad, but he, he does a lot of rallying. You know, he does the Greek Rally Championship. He, he did Monte Carlo this year. He's had quite some quite uh, big successes in European Rally Championship and so on Um, and what's more he's really good technically so uh, I'm I'm really confident you know the pairing will uh, will work
1: Tony it's uh, we're kind of getting into kind of RAC fever now so um, we we thank you for it we are going to be keeping an eye on on all things RAC obviously with our own Ryan Champion we'll also be checking in with you so we're going to let you go and carry on with okay. your preparation uh, because obviously uh, I'm guessing there's a lot of DVDs to watch from what I've seen so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen we thank you so much for your time and uh, we will be checking in over the RAC week with, with both our guys you're going to be one of our guys in the RAC folks we're going to go to break this
0: is Absolute Rally quarter mid 86 right minus
1: 15, left, play, six on left press, over
0: 17 right. Ireland's leading commercial note supplier Killian Duffy has joined forces with 2016 British rally champion Craig Parry to form on the pace note UK For more information visit the website on the pace <laughs> Welcome
1: back to the final section of Absolute Rally and it's something we've been kind of trying to do for the last couple of weeks because w- without realising it, it's kind of crept up a little bit on us um, the final round of the British Rally Championship, Oshin Price versus Matt Edwards obviously the defending champion as well and we've got Matt joining us on the line now Afternoon Matt, how are we doing?
3: Afternoon,
1: I'm not so bad. how are you? We're alright, we're We're in a good place Can we're I call a conf- you a pot on to yet? Can you call me a pot on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can. But it's all right. I love yeah. that. I love that. It took me years to get somebody to say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> Only with your help and support, Matt. I've made you well, made me a course. pot on it. It's all on you. Thanks for the thanks for the plug. Yeah, it's all on you. You you, you turned me into with this. that
3: initial comment. Yeah, you you, you, you turned me into this.
1: It's your fault <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, listen aside from obviously your excellent coaching, which has got us three little cheeky class wins on the bounce. um you, I suppose we're back in the realms now of coaching yourself we're getting now into it's it's we can, it's 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 the fight or flight moment now, isn't it really
3: yeah i mean I've said i said the last few weeks it's it's almost the most simple final round um I'm just going to go and win it, and that's I probably feel more relaxed about this one, knowing that that's i say all I have to do, but that's the only situation which I come away with the championship um it just feels quite simple and straightforward and, and I know what the car like on the tarmac I've won the rally before so it just feels like a, a very simple situation and um, you know the, the, this run up to the event is you know I'm trying to make that as simple as possible and not, not giving myself anything else to think about so yeah feeling quite good really. Ulster
1: is always a, a special rally, and I can't remember who I, was t- I was talking to you about. It. I think it was John Armstrong when he was on the other week. We, we were talking about Ulster being, obviously, the, the, the final round for you guys. We, we've all kind of, pro- probably over the last 10 years or so, got used to it being... Um, S- slightly warmer is that is that right is that would you yeah I'd say uh, so. i wouldn't say any drier no it's definitely never any drier <laughs> is it but it, it definitely always feels a little bit different because it's normally around august time and stuff with regards to it coming later um later in the year apart from the obvious um it's not going to be any drier as you say uh, is there any anything else you can kind of kind of need you need to to be factoring? in i suppose
3: um I don't know until we see the recce, really. We don't know how much extra mud, if any, is going to be on the road and, and whatnot. It might be a bit or The verges might be a bit thicker or, you know, there's things like that, I guess. But, um, you know, there's, I'm not really going, anticipating the whole load of note changes and things like that. So it's um, it's just tires and and making sure they're set up somewhere near. So, um Again, not worrying too much about that. We'll just see what it's like on the day and on the track, and hopefully this time pick the right tyres.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I, th- I think that's that's going to be the interesting one, isn't it? Because we, we, you know, with regards to the temperature, ground temperature is, is obviously going to be a thing that that will come into play. Obviously, uh, long, long, deep connections now. I Suppose with Pirelli, is this something that? a conversation that's already happened with regards to, you know, uh, uh, something something a bit special or are you not prepared to say? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> nothing,
3: nothing out the ordinary at all, really. just We know what what worked on Mole, which has been a good, was obviously a really good event for us, and a lot of that information although maybe slightly cooler uh, now, you know, it's still very relevant information, so that's what we're sort of carrying over to this event and hoping is going to you know, it's going to work for us, we're going to do the shakedown. Um, might try I might try a medium compound tire just in case it is dry, just to see if that comes in. But, you know, it's only a short shakedown stage and we unfortunately got the budget for a, a full test, so we're um, just going to have to, to go and use the information we've got. But again, it makes it quite simple. We know what we've got that works. Um, so we're not going to get ourselves bogged down in setup and variables on a test that, you know, may confuse it rather than just to carry what we know through
1: just just with regard you know we we've talked on here and we've talked away from here about you know the, the the i suppose our memories of the british rally championship and how special it is to all of us obviously you're in this kind of unique position um if you can allow yourself a moment to to to, to kind of go fast forward a couple of weeks and you know you, you you bring home the you bring home the silverware as it were just just how important Still to you, is that is that kind of legacy thing with regards to the British Rally Championship?
3: Um, that's probably more important than the third. If it was just a third, if that makes sense, um, for me, the the incentive to do the British Championship is the heritage and is the history and is how much I followed it over the years and being part of it now means a lot to me. Um, so that you know that would be a massive thing that is the motivation, if you like, this time. Um, but oh, that to me brings about the question, what is the incentive for everybody else? Um, you know, the, the winner of the British championship is the only person in the category that, in the championship that doesn't get any sort of leg up or help towards following years or anything. So that's, there's no incentive financially and the steps up the ladder from winning it overall. So, you know, for me, that is something that needs to be considered buy the championship for, for future years because the people that are maybe even only 10 years younger than me it doesn't have that necessarily have that same not kudos isn't really the word but you know, the history hasn't been as prolific in the last 10 years as it maybe has in the previous 20-30 so you know it's the motivation for me like I say is what's gone before and it, it almost like I say brings about the, the worry that what is the incentive for people to go and do it going forward
1: I suppose the the other thing, you know, just just thinking about that. Then when you said over the last ten years, I was trying to think of kind of the, the word stalwart is, is is probably overused at times for, for this particular guy. I was thinking somebody like Mark Higgins, who obviously who was yeah. doing doing other things, but always seemed to come back to the British Rally Championship. And you know, you you think about the battles that him and Keith had. You know, Keith obviously come back this year. Yeah. Uh, may, may may maybe you've kind of took that mantle on now. Maybe that's maybe well, maybe that's your job your job is to kind of get in the way of, <laughs> maybe. of, of these, these
3: maybe the, it would be nice in 10 years for somebody to look back at that and say something similar yeah yeah but, um, you know it's it's a difficult situation for the sport altogether I think isn't it so um, you know I'm I'm doing my bit to sort of make it exciting and worth watching and you know it's, it still means a lot to me as it does you know everybody doing it but yeah it's, uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend and you know it's gone down to the last round a few times but I think this one's going to be a little bit more intense in terms of the, the stage times and, and what's going on on the road because you know I have to win whereas previously I've just had to to finish the last round as such so um, it does make it a bit more interesting.
1: With regards to run and order on the road, of, of, of has that been published yet? The, the, yeah, we're, we're first, mosh second.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> it would have been nice the other way round <laughs> for once this year. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So you go in now, obviously, Ulster also brings, of course, not not only does it bring the variables of of weather and what's going to be left on the roads and stuff, it also brings you in the the, the variables of, of obviously the locals as well, um, which obviously isn't really on your radar. Um, but that can be difficult as well, can't it?
3: Yeah, well, to be honest, it is on the radar because um, both the Moffat's um, registered for the first round and did the first two, I think. And below the knot and they're running for the championship. I've still got to beat them to to win the championship. Right, okay. So it's it is a variable that's well. It's something I I have to I just have to win the rally. I think I think the pace needed to win the championship will be the pace needed to win the rally because obviously Callum Devines there that will go hard as well. But I think all in all I'm going to have to to win the rally to win it as well. So there's not going to be a situation I don't think where. Oh, I've got the championship in the bag, shall I go for the rally win? Because I think the people that are going to affect one will affect the other. So, again, that makes it, <clears throat> that also makes it simple for me. Uh,
1: even though it's even though it's tough, and even though, obviously, you're going in, and you know, obviously, you, you've got to go and win, and obviously, budgets have been tight and everything else. Um, can you allow yourself to look back, kind of, 10 years ago and think, I would have dreamed of being in this position?
3: Yeah, well, 2011, I was, what was I doing in 2011? I'd have been doing BRC Challenge in the NG. Yeah. In a year that didn't go particularly well. Um, But that was a a Cronin-Higgins year. Yeah. So, you know, and that at the time, I think we'd looked at trying to do BRC in a Super 1600 Suzuki with Steve Black, Callum Black group. Um, and that didn't come off for budget reasons, and it was like, you know, this never seems like it's going to happen, the, the BRC, you know, they have a go at the BRC, so, you know, to have now won it twice, and it almost feels normal to be part of it now, which is, a, you know, almost a scary thought as well, but that's not to say it's taken for granted, because it's, you know, if I take anything for granted... Everything slips away quite quickly, you know. The, the budget, the, the the PR, the sponsorship, the support from that side of it—it's it's been very, very intense and, and very difficult to sustain that for this length of time. Um, especially with the lockdown period, it was very touch and go whether you know we'd we'd be able to come back when the championship came back with things changing behind the scenes. So it's been very difficult to sustain that level of um, performance and. Uh, marketability I guess you'd say for sponsors and things for, whole, for all that time and you know I'm, I'm totally reliant on, on people like USA and TPS and Swift really all helping to to keep me rallying because you know if if any one link of that chain breaks then you know it becomes very very difficult.
1: Matt, before we let you go, uh, we kind of had a very similar conversation. I, th- I think it was it wouldn't have been last year, obviously, if it was what you've just been describing. But I think the year that you had the battle with, with Tom, uh, Tom Cave, of course, um, and uh, we kind of talked about, the, the I suppose, the thinning out, I suppose, as the championship went on. But as you said, even back then, it only takes two people to to, to 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 make a race like this going yeah. into going into this is there some is some similarities because of course both these guys as well it's not you know you think about tom you think about Oshin they they those guys went off onto the world scale and they were you know they, they were yeah. doing junior world championship with dmat drive and things like that so you know that they were things i suppose you would have wanted to do at the time but but but, but couldn't do it and now you find yourself back in the british rally championship and you 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 you've beaten Tom and now we're in a situation now where there's options to beat as well.
3: Yeah, it is it is a frustration if you like. Um the the first frustration is the perception that okay there's only two people in the chance to win the championship. Um but then you look back, you know, that was said about myself and Tom in twenty nineteen, but it was hailed such a massive BRC entry the start of this year and it was still myself and Tom in the, in the mix for the for the win. Obviously, Oshun was a handful of seconds behind, but, you know, to me, that gave a lot of credibility to the pace we were going at in 2019 as well. And as you say, you know, both Tom and Oshun have, have arguably done a lot more rallying than I have. You know, certainly outside the UK, they've done, I've done more rallies co-driving outside the UK than I have done driving, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so that says my sort of international experience, despite the amount of work I do abroad, and, you know, I'd, I'd be comfortable on foreign events, but, you know, having you know, my, my stage mileage is is minimal compared to the pair of them, really. Um, so it is, you know, I do take, you know, give myself a pat on the back for, <laughs> for that, really. Um, but it, you know, it just shows the, the pace that the the BRC the, the offers, you know. And for the young drivers, the incentive for me is if if you want to go further, then you don't have to look a lot further than your back garden to. To get a measure of the pace, you don't have to necessarily go and do big European events and spend hundreds of thousands of euros to to get an idea. If you're somewhere near, if you you know, if you, if you can't win your British Championship or British Championship events, then you know you you needn't worry too much about going a lot further until you until you improve. So you know, from that point of view, I think it's great for the Championship that 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 pace in the in this this Championship can be. Um, you know carried over to the European events.
1: Absolutely, Um, I'm gonna let you go and recover because I know you've just got off a bike So this <laughs> yeah. is the, this is the bit where you go and have your recovery drink um, And uh, I wish you genuinely the very very best of luck. I, I will be watching Because um, as you know, I am a I am a BRC nerd so I, yeah. I, I genuinely can't wait to, to see how this kind of one unfolds so the very best I'll of tell you right.
3: one thing though. you wouldn't want to be in Melvin Evans' shoes would you? But <laughs> sure, well, you, know, you forget
1: yeah of course because you two are teammates he owns both the cars
3: um, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that before you came on the phone I thought oh you can ask me about what my nails are like and all that and I, thought, I tell you what this is fine I wouldn't want to be sat in Melvin this weekend <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know that he bites his nails but he'll definitely start this week he'll definitely yeah. start this week so there you go Yeah, best of Melvin and uh, the guys at Melvin Evans Motorsport as well of course um, Matt genuinely wish you the very best of luck you go and get your recovery Thank you. and we will catch you up soon cheers Tony folks That has been Absolute Rally for this week uh, we'll be back same time same place in the up hole next week
0: Absolute Rally powered by the Keel the Works team spread the word and download the podcast every week